welcome to Mother of Dogs, the podcast for pet lovers who want to live their best life alongside their fur babies. I'm Tina, dog mom to Winnie and Chloe, my two French bulldogs who bring fun and chaos wherever they go. If you want to hear stories from modern pet parents about how they navigate life and business with their furry friend, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, Natasha. I'm so excited. You were one of my first online Frenchie friends. I'm such a fan of you, Chewy, and your Frenchie Friends brand. I found you a little over three years ago when he wore a Frenchie Friends bandana at his first birthday party. He's now about to turn four, which is unbelievable. And then a few weeks later, we celebrated our first holiday with Winnie and Chloe. Chloe was three months then, and now she's three years old. And that bandana was for Halloween. So it's really full circle for me now that Halloween is coming up. It made me really emotional to know that three years later, I'm talking to you and you made those moments so special for us. You've been with our family from the very beginning, and you've helped us celebrate some sweet and significant moments with the most thoughtful details. You personalize notes and put them in our packages. And so I just want to thank you for putting so much care and dedication into every detail. Oh, thank you, Tina. We can't start off the podcast in tears, okay? Because you literally through that took me back on a journey. And it's so funny because you did repost that or you send it to me, that picture. And um, uh, I think it's uh, of one of the ones, my boo t-shirt. Yeah. And I promise you that picture like just blew up. And um, I don't know, I think it's so special to be able to go back in time and look at all those memories and the relationship that we've created and look at now we're here. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a guest. It really is a full circle moment. And thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So for people who are unfamiliar with the Frenchie Friends brand, can you share what Frenchie Friends is and what you offer? So Frenchie Friends is a business that is catered around French Bulldog lovers, mostly merchandise like t-shirts. We've added so many accessories over the years, like blankets, bandanas, but it's French Bulldog merchandise catered to our Frenchie lovers. I'm a fan. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So what inspired you to create the Frenchie Friends brand and when did you start? So this is an interesting question. Actually, Frenchie Friends brand did not start as Frenchie Friends brand. It was a meetup group called Frenchie Friends in Miami, which started in 2018. So we started as a meetup group And we were just meeting with other French Bulldog lovers and we created some fun t-shirts for the group. And then after some time, we're like, oh, maybe we have something here. And then we created Frenchie Friends brand, which was separate from the meetups. So that's kind of how it started. Wow. So you had no idea that it was going to become a business necessarily. It was just merchandise for this group. Yeah, it was just, honestly, I wasn't even going to make t-shirts for the group. Originally, it was just to hang out with other French Bulldog lovers and just to meet other friends and people that love French Bulldogs as well, especially because my career at the time, I had a hard time making friends. So um, that's how I would meet people. And then people were asking, oh, you know, do t-shirts with the meetup um, logo. So we started out with that. And then people were asking for other things. And so every meetup, we were like, 
making and some French Bulldog items. And we're like, oh, maybe we have something here. I don't know. So it was just honestly for fun at that time. Wow. So was it just you that started this and creating the merchandise personally? It was. So I had a cricket machine at this time. And this cricket machine would cut out my vinyl. It would come out, cut out my stickers to be able to put on the t-shirts. So it was just me making sh- shirts and stickers at the time. That's all it was. And I may have made a few bandanas, like just iron on our logo on the bandanas, but that was it. That's It was very basic one color designs at this time. <laughs> so when did you know that it would be a business? Honestly, I didn't know at the time. I had no idea it was going to become a business. I was a flight attendant. And COVID happened and I was just doing this for fun, doing the meetups for fun and everything just came to a stop and I got furloughed from the airline. So I saw the demand there of how much people loved, you know, wearing the French Bulldogs, wearing the items, the merchandise. And so it was something that I was like, okay, I just tunneled it in and I was like, I'm going to do this full time. I don't care what it takes. And that's really what started it probably was COVID to take it from, you know, zero to a hundred percent, literally overnight. Um, So when you were doing the merchandise for the group, were you able to make any money or were you just using it as an experiment and then selling it at cost? So at that time, I may have made a couple dollars from it, but at that time, I was really using that money to make the meetup bigger and to get our name out more to the community. And for the meetup, I would do raffles with small business. I would support other small businesses in the community. We do raffles and then we would do photo backdrops. And then we would just try to do little special things for the meetups. And I think a lot of the money at that time would go back into the meetup to make it a little bit better each event because we would do them once a month, which was... um very time consuming at that time of my life. (laughs) That's so interesting. And Mm -hmm. almost as if you built this community of essentially future customers. And then you knew what they wanted because you're also a Frenchie mom and Mm -hmm. had all of these friends and what they were asking for. So Mm -hmm. you're creating a community of supporters. That's pretty amazing. Exactly. It was a community before it was a business. A hundred percent that I mean, how you described it was the best way to describe it. We were a French Bulldog community. We made so many friends before it became a business, a brand. So I think that's why it started off so special to us. In person and then going online during COVID, how difficult was it to continue to nurture that relationship? Do you think that you had enough meetups where you already created this momentum of growth? I would say for me personally, it was difficult because not only did the meetup stop because of COVID, not only did I lose my job because of COVID, but we moved at that time. So I not only lost my job, the meetup stopped because we couldn't meet anyone in person. My husband got a job in South Carolina and we picked up and moved. So that those relationships, those customers, of course I had them online, but I had to start pretty much start from scratch again and move to a new state. 
um, meet new people. So I really had to learn and utilize social media overnight, really, and figure it out because I was always on social media, but I really didn't know how to market myself or my business at that time until, you know, COVID happened. Wow, that's insane because I found you during that time period and I feel that you look so established. I would have never <laughs> known <laughs> that you were just beginning. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because you and maybe a small handful of people say that. And I'm like, if you guys really only knew, I was like all over the place. Like my mind, I was like just figuring things out as I went. So I appreciate that comment because it was not like that. And <laughs> Wow, that's really impressive. Were you always creative? I would say so. Growing up, my mother would say the only way to keep me quiet or to get me to stop talking was to put a pencil and paper in front of me and I would be gone for hours. Like I'd be quiet. I would sit down um, for hours. And I actually used to, I was telling my husband this today, I used to take art lessons. I can't remember if it was once a week or once a month. My mother would take me downtown Deland, Florida, and I would do art lessons once a week. And that's kind of where it started. But then about middle school, I got into sports and kind of put that side of me on hold for a while. And I, I didn't really tap into it until I started um, flying again. When I started flying, I would have a lot of downtime on overnights and um, between planes and um, I would start to draw on my iPad again. And I think that's when it started to come back to me. That's so fun. So when you would draw, would you naturally draw Frenchies? What was your interest? <laughs> Bro, no, I wouldn't. I don't think it was right away Frenchies. Um, it actually took me a while to figure out my style of how a French bulldog. I started very basic, but then it took me probably like, a year and a half, I want to say, before I figured out my style of how I wanted to draw a French bulldog. But I want to say that I always drew animals. I can say that like very cartoon, very bubbly, nothing very realistic. Um, but French bulldogs came later in the picture for sure. <laughs> so funny. Did you have dogs growing up? I didn't have Frenchies, but there was animals everywhere. We had cats, we had dogs at one point in my life, I saved four ducks and I had a duck like sleeping in my armpit at night. No joke. Like I had a duck that was sleeping in my armpit and I was obsessed like growing up with animals and my mom was a big animal lover. To this day, she still goes out and feeds the cats, feeds the ducks. I've always been very passionate about animals. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. <laughs> did, you, did you always have an entrepreneurial spirit? no. I never, I thought, I thought I would fly and be a flight attendant forever. And that would be my career. I never thought I would take this path because I'm very social and I like to talk to people, but I don't like to take a front seat on things, believe it or not. Like I'm not the one to lead a group. I always like to be a helping hand, but I don't like to lead anything. So being an entrepreneur, I was, I had to figure things out myself and be the lead for my business, which I never would have guessed that for myself ever in a million years. <laughs> wow, that's too funny. So you're now based in South Carolina and you grew up mm -hmm. in Florida then? Yeah, so I grew up in Florida and we moved to South Carolina in 2021. 
my husband got a job here. So we picked up, we sold our condo in Miami and this is our new home. I would have never guessed that for myself, but I do love it here. It's a lot slower pace, but I do enjoy the slow pace here. So has that location influenced the Frenchie Friends brand or provided inspiration for specific products? Um, so I, I'll be honest, I'm still trying to figure my way here as um, I went from having my own meetup in Miami. So I do have some Frenchie friends here that I do stay plugged in with and have relationships with. Um, and I will like this last year, I did like a Southern line. Like I, I did like Frenchies and cowboy hats and like disco balls and something I probably would have never done in Miami and little cowboy boots. So that moving here has brought that side out of me. And my goal here is to find every Frenchie in South Carolina. <laughs> so that's my mission here. <laughs> I love that. So what was the biggest challenge in initially starting the business? Mindset, sourcing, financial, time constraints? For me, it was time. I found myself still to this day, after three years, I still struggle with this. I find myself Put in a hundred percent in my business, which is awful, but that's the only thing I would be doing. I would be on vacation with my family and I would be thinking, oh my goodness, my business, am I going to get my orders out in time? Is someone going to question why it wasn't shipped today? Like it's constantly on my mind. I would stay up late hours of the night doing this, doing that, drawing designs, processing orders. So time has honestly been my biggest thing for me um, starting a business and still navigating that. So it's still something that I'm working on for sure. Do you ever consider going back to the airlines again? Mm -mm. No, no. I, it's so funny. Cause I still follow on social media and I still keep in touch with so many flight attendants and pilots that I used to work with. And I cheer them on from the sidelines and watch them like a lot of them have upgraded from small airlines to big airlines, but I have not regretted my decision to do this a hundred percent and be my own boss. And I think traveling has changed a lot since then and being my own boss. I don't know if I could go back to a time schedule, being away from home, being away from the Frenchies again. I do not, I do, I do not miss it. <laughs> I don't know how you managed to be away from home having your Frenchies because they're needy. How did that work with you? Um, so Chewy, he was very needy. So we ended up getting a second Frenchie to help relax them. And my husband, well, he was my boyfriend at that time, was a huge savior because they were always in good hands with him. And I really didn't have a need to worry about them because they were always taken care of. And when I would come home, obviously I would spend as much time with them before heading out. So I learned to adjust to it at that time, but being with them full time now, I wouldn't be able to go back if that makes sense. I didn't know anything different other than to see them the days I was off. But now being with them 24 seven, I don't think I could go back to only seeing them two to three days a week. So yeah, <laughs> it's so interesting. I mentioned to you before that I worked for an airline years and years ago, I was 
I think I was 18 when I went to the airline academy. So I didn't go directly to college. Okay. Out of Beach, Florida. I worked in Cincinnati. Then I worked at New Haven Tweed Airport. And the airport is so tiny. You have to do every single job. So you have to clean the plane. You have to direct them in. You're at the booking. You're in the front. And then you're at security. Literally, you're jumping to every single job. And yeah, it was insane. And then I became a travel agent while I was in college, but I still had flight benefits. When you're young, working for an airline, being able to travel, such benefits, it's so good. So I am so happy that I did that. But I did have friends who were stewardesses and it's a hard life. And so I was able to work at a reservation center, but yeah, the schedule is really rough and you have benefits and I don't regret it, but I think it's also great to come home and to have that as well. And so it's good yeah. that you had that opportunity when you did. I feel travel has changed so much. I feel like now there's no empty seats anymore. Every oh, plane no. is always uh-huh. so full that yep. back in the day, you could fly standby and you could almost guarantee that you were going to go on a certain flight. But if you yep. miss that flight or can't get on the standby and you miss work, you're done. You basically don't have a job anymore. Yes. And kudos to you because I can't tell you how many times, like you say, my part was hard. Your part was hard. The I mean, some of the scenarios that I would see at the desk and seeing the agents from run from downstairs to upstairs to outside, and you're only getting paid for one of those jobs, but not all of everything you're doing. So kudos to you because I applaud you. I was always one. I was like, I don't know how they do it, but they do it. Yeah, I was in the best shape of my life. I think I was doing baggage. I was doing everything, lifting things up. I remember there was this crazy ice storm. I fell so bad outside and I rethought after that. I was like, what am I doing? This is a really intense job. Yeah. Very intense. So yeah, I didn't last longer than that winter. I think after that, I was like, I need to go inside and go back to reservations. And yeah, because so intense. But looking back, it's so fun to think about now. I have such a respect for those positions. And when I'm in my window seat, looking at these people directing. I remember yeah. all of those things. I saw one of my friends get hit with like, the wing of the plane. And just, like, that's just insane things that I'm just like, oh my gosh. But anyway. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I still like to look back on those times, but exactly what you said, like so much has changed now. I couldn't imagine going back, but we enjoyed it while we did it. <laughs> totally. That's so funny. So you didn't do any market research before jumping in, huh? No, it it was like, like being thrown into the wolves, really. Like, it's like, okay, here you go, you know, figure it out. It's either sink or swim at that point. I was telling my husband this morning, I am so, I'm tunnel vision. So I have to make up my mind and do that thing a hundred percent. There's no plan B, there's no plan C. So that's what it was for me at this time. So It was just like day by day, just like trying to figure it out. And all the online, it was all organic, mostly social media, Instagram, TikTok wasn't, I don't know if TikTok was a big thing at that moment. I don't think I was on TikTok. I think it was just Instagram at that time for me. Um, So that was the main thing at that time. But other than that, I had had no idea what I was doing. I was just hoping for the best. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So 
I did see you have Frenchie friends when you were working as a flight attendant. So how involved were you at that time with the orders and figuring it out? Because I remember you would say, I'm traveling for the next few days. I'm working on some designs while I am traveling. And then you would show things and then you would say that you would be sending the packages <laughs> out when you return. So I remember you being very much on social media and working on things. Was there a lot of pressure when balancing that? And was it still manageable at that point working as a flight attendant and then coming home to do that? That's so funny that you've been here that long, that you saw those posts and you remember it. That's awesome. But at that time, it really, I was on social media, but most of my customers was that Miami group. You know, I'm sure maybe I had an order here and there, but a lot of it was that Miami group. So at that time in my life for around the meetup, it was very manageable because those people, if I didn't get it out, as soon as I came back, I would give it to them at the meetup. I was only getting a few orders here or there. And they were mostly coming from the meetup group, which everyone there knew who I was and they knew that I was a flight attendant. So they're like, oh, whatever, we get it, we get it. So it's like that. And again, I was very bad on social media because I would be on a plane for hours a day. And when you're on the plane, I don't know how things are now, but you're not allowed on your cell phone. I promise I had 30 seconds to call my boyfriend, my husband between flights and be like, oh, hey, I landed here. Okay, I got to go by. We're boarding. I would just film like little videos and content when I could. But it it was a lot more manageable at that time before um, I started to take Frenchie Friends full time. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I think I remember this video where you did have somebody recognize you like a customer on a flight. Is that true? Or am I just imagining that? Um, I think, oh my goodness. I'm pretty sure. Yes, I had, there was, so I did, I worked for the small airports at, when I first started, like you, uh, I actually flew into New Haven a bunch and I would do the, a lot of the same routes and I would see a lot of the same people. And yes, there was a customer at that time. Um, and of course that, that made my day a hundred percent. My gosh, that's so cute. So you recently celebrated three years of working on Frenchie Friends brand as your full-time and sole focus. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. That's huge. What comes to mind when you think about the past three years? I would say my amazing community. Um, I would say when looking there's so many people as yourself that are still here. We're three years in and just to throw a number out there, our return customer rate is 48%, which is, I mean, it's amazing. And that's because so many people have been with us this long and it's not just it. Yes. Frenchie friends brand is a business, but it really is a community and so I do want to highlight that and recognize that that is something that I appreciate. Um, I don't know. We wouldn't. No, I don't. I know we wouldn't be where we are without the community that we have and that, you know, the word of mouth and um, just such amazing, loyal customers. So that's definitely the reason why Frenchie Friends is still standing here after three years, which is huge. So Cross to my amazing customers and community for sure. 
but you make so many things special and it's apparent how much of your heart you put into this and how important people are to you. Like I said, Mm -hmm. beautiful, personalized notes. And there is so much appreciation that there's nothing better, I think, than supporting somebody directly and seeing them grow. I've loved watching your journey and I've seen you work weekends, holidays. I I don't know when you rest, but I, I remember sending you a message and thanking you for working over the weekend or the (laughs) holiday, but being like, I I feel so bad you're doing that. But at the same time, it's so apparent that this is your passion and this is what you love doing and you're so incredibly good at it. So I think it is you being able to create such a beautiful community and attract like-minded people who are happy to support someone like you. Oh, thank you so much, Tina. I really appreciate that. And like I said, please don't make me cry <laughs> on here, please. But okay. <laughs> that's and I do, I really do have a hard time stepping away because I do. I just love Frenchie friends and I love you guys. And I I always do strive to make you guys happy and provide the best customer service and give you guys the best quality items that I possibly can. Like those are my goals. So the fact that you said that and you recognize that 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 means more than you know so I really do appreciate that yeah so you had a cricket machine before and now (laughs) you have all of this high-tech crazy gear I can see things in the background you just posted a new machine for your third anniversary Mm -hmm. so how has that evolved and how have you learned to use these (laughs) machines oh gosh I'm not one to watch a YouTube video I'm very hands-on a lot of it has been taking lessons and like paying for classes, paying for lessons, like embroidery. There's a local studio here and I went um, to freshen up on my sewing. And before you know it, they were doing embroidery and quilting and this. And I was like, I want to learn. So I was paying for lessons. And before you know it, I was buying new equipment. And a lot of it, it, it's not just me. There's been a lot of people that have invested a lot of time and energy in me to see me grow you know, like the studio, I can't tell every time I come in they're you know, oh my gosh, like they're what they're constantly watching my videos and telling me the things they like and the things that I, that I can work on, you know, because they know all of it. But a lot of it has been very hands on training and people helping me, which I appreciate. Uh, and before here, I had a close friend of mine that knew how to sew. And she actually taught me to sew and she had a, a small business as well. And she taught me how to sew. And that was like the beginning of learning how to make bandanas. So everything has been very hands-on. It's crazy to think that we went from the Cricut to now two multi-needle embroidery machines, two heat presses. I still have my Cricut. She's still here. Oh my (laughs) Um, gosh. Yeah. So there's been a lot of help in hand sew to help me grow and move forward, which I appreciate. So how do you go about collections and adding products what's the thought process behind it and how much time do you need to think about the launch of a new collection so the first thing is I need to get inspired which this year has been a lot of like me taking mental time because what I don't want to do is burn myself out where I'm not inspired at all so um that's the first thing And then as far as the collections, a lot of it is just 
my inspirations come from outside. Like I have to leave the house. I have to see something that I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be so cute in the next collection. It may be months later and I write it in my phone. Like, oh, when Easter rolls around, this is a really good idea. Um, so a lot of that happens outside of my home, like get out of the house for inspiration. And then as I'm still working on this. So as far as time before collections, my goal was to a hundred percent have my Christmas collection done by the second week of October. And I'm still finalizing a few of the designs because you always have to be weeks ahead of each launch. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but there's already small businesses posting Christmas right now. And you have to, because you have to be weeks, sometimes months ahead. So as far as Halloween, I was uh, sharing Halloween in September. So a month, a month and a half before Halloween. So I try to give myself at least a month to a month and a half before, and then give myself at least one week to promote the launch before it actually hits the website. I'm not the person that's going to be like, oh, launches tomorrow. Like I have to give myself at least a week to show content, get people excited. But yeah, I'm still learning. And as far as items, I heard you mention items for the collection. It, that's been a learning lesson too. For instance, I do a lot of t-shirts, crew necks, some bandanas, but I just added blankets to the shop. And those took off. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to add a few blankets. Every launch, gone. All of them, gone. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to do more and more blankets. But my customers really tell me what they want. When I'm doing an item and it keeps flopping, I'm like, okay, they don't want this. Let me try something else. But I just try to put something out there and if they like it, then I'll keep it coming back and just doing new designs for it. But if not, <laughs> then I'm like, all right, it's time to kick this one to the curve. <laughs> Too funny. Is everything made to order or do you make a few things in advance that you can model, put on? your website and then you see how it does because I would say that that's probably a tricky thing to predict the popularity as well of each item that's a great question so at one point I was prepping them before time and at this point um in Frenchy Friends they're made to order I do create one sample and I do not sell those samples because chew, chewy just you know stomps on them slobbers on those are not sellable the samples so I don't sell them they're just I feel like those should be extra expensive actually those <laughs> <laughs> like if you guys were to see the samples there's like poop stains on them there's drool like I'm telling you like you stuff you don't even so those those do not go for sale okay they just stay here <laughs> um those are usually the ones I end up wearing I wash them and I, I I, re I will wear them, but um, they're made to order. And that's why the process in time is seven to 10 days because so each item I'm printing out the packing slip and I'm making each item as it goes. Okay. I'm like pressing this shirt. I'm embroidering this item. There are times I will embroider a few of them ahead of time um, mm -hmm. because sometimes during the holidays, you have to order items ahead of time or you're not, you're not going to receive it. So I will do like Christmas. I'll probably order a lot of the inventory ahead of time, but most of the time at this time it is made to order. So I'm making the order as it's coming in and then shipping it out. So that definitely makes me use my full seven to 10 days. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's probably 
such an interesting feeling because the more people order, you're so excited that it's popular and this is happening. But then you're also freaking out in your head that, wow, I have to fulfill all of these orders. And that's yes. stressful. And I can't imagine the up and down of that feeling. It's so funny you say that because the launches happen on Friday nights, right? So I'm like excited all weekend. Yeah, the orders are coming in. And then Monday, I'm like, oh crap, I only have seven in the 10 days. I better get moving. So, oh yeah, because I'm dancing all weekend. And then Monday is when the stress comes. Look, Monday, I start to sweat. I'm like, oh my goodness, okay. And I have to get organized or like my anxiety will just hit the roof. But yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so crazy. And then I feel like the Halloween collection was really successful because I didn't even see it on the website. I was trying to find something and I was like, oh no, did it sell out? But then I saw it added after. So was that more popular than you anticipated? A hundred percent. I, this Halloween was the biggest launch I've ever had. It doubled, you know, some other all the other launches and I wasn't ready for it I wasn't prepared I didn't know that it would be what it was so I'm so thankful but I wasn't planning on doing any kind of restock for it but I felt so bad because I got so many messages from people saying hey I wanted this I wanted that I was on the website at 706 and they were gone I wasn't ready for that I didn't think it was going to be what it was so I did end up doing a restock but yeah I don't know what it was. I don't know if they like the designs or people just love Halloween, but that was by far to this day, our biggest and best launch, which I'm really thinking. And a lot of the designs were from last year. So that just goes to show you, we have a lot of new customers here that haven't been around, which is amazing. And that I only brought one new design and then one new embroidery design. That was it. Or two new embroidery designs, but most of the designs were from last year. That's incredible. So did you do any advertising besides organic posting? Have you ever done any advertising? So my husband has dabbled into, I think, Google ads a little bit and Facebook ads too. And he was like, you know, I just want to test this out. I think he did it for maybe a month um, and just see what happens. And honestly, and my preference, the the organic has been the best way, the word of mouth, people sharing, reposting, leaving reviews. I know it sounds so silly, but people look for reviews. I look for reviews. When I go to someone's page, I want to know that that person actually got their item and they liked it. You know, that's such a huge thing. So word of mouth and organic has been the best for us. So yeah, he did, he did do the Google and Facebook ads, but I personally would say the organic has been the best. I think sometimes when it's not organic and then people come to you, it may not actually be the people that you want it to be. You know what I mean? They may not have the same appreciation or respect for a small business owner or have different expectations. And so sometimes I would prefer that it's already filtered where it is people who really enjoy and love the brand rather than finding these new people that you have to convince that this is a cool brand. You know what I mean? I could not agree more with that statement um, to kind of piggyback off of it. When I first started again on TikTok, like Instagram has really been my bread and butter. <laughs> um, but when I first got on TikTok, it was like 
you have to like find your community on there. Um, it's so random. It's not just like French Bulldogs. It's not like Instagram. Like you follow Frenchie Page, they follow you. It's just a bunch of r random. It could be dancing. It could be dogs. It could be this or that. And so I had a hard time finding a community on there. When I did get some customers, like you said, it's different when you have a community and people that appreciate you and your product and what you're doing in that community. And they love you and they love the product and they're not just coming in, not knowing anything. <laughs> yeah. And they can be with you on your journey. Yes. See that. I think yes. that's so important. So social media is still pretty important to you, you would say, and Instagram would be your social media platform of choice. Yes. Um, social media has been so good to us. I'm so thankful for it. I have to learn to unplug from it sometimes. But um, Instagram has been so amazing for us. And TikTok has definitely grown over time. And we just started um, putting a, lo a little bit more energy into Facebook too, which believe it or not, Facebook is not dead. There is still a lot of people on Facebook and they're shopping. This last year, my sales have increased tremendously from Facebook. And so Facebook is not dead, but my biggest is Instagram. And then I would say Facebook is second and then TikTok for social media. I'm still, I feel resisting to TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> I have never really been on it. People send me TikTok things and I say, please don't send me anything from here. I don't want another thing to get sucked <laughs> into and take yeah. up more of my life. I feel like it's going to happen eventually. I'm just trying it to will. resist as long as possible. <laughs> it will. It will. hundred percent. Our TikTok's mostly us just like making videos on like how we make our products. It's not like cool. what you would see on Instagram. You wouldn't see on our TikTok at all. You know, it's just like how we make this, how we do that. Like there, People don't really know who Chewy is on TikTok, unfortunately, because if they knew who Chewy was. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, he's the most important guy to know. So Yeah, 100%. So yeah, no, TikTok's different. We are still trying to figure that platform out. <laughs> so funny. So do you find that you get more orders from a certain region of the country? Uh, we, me and my husband had a debate about this. So I have a top three. Um, and we confirmed this before the podcast. So California is number one. Wow. We have so many Frenchie people in California. It's insane. Um, good Frenchie weather. I want to point out it's really good Frenchie weather in California. So I can see that. Yes. My husband is actually originally from California. And I, every time I go, I have like a load of business cards because everywhere you go, there's Frenchies. I'm like, here, shop Frenchie, for, shop Frenchie. For. They're everywhere. They're scattered everywhere. And the weather is always amazing. We don't have to worry about them overheating. And we're Florida, where we are from, it was so hot. But that's the second spot is Florida. Um, and then third, which actually is a surprise to me. I just really started getting a lot of orders from this area. This year was Texas. A I'm in lot Texas. of yes I was like I didn't realize how many people were in Texas that had Frenchies so that one uh, my husband didn't believe me that's why we looked at them he's like no not Texas and I'm like yes and he looked it up and he's like oh yeah Texas <laughs> so funny they're the the main ones not Frenchie weather in Texas especially no, this summer no, it was it's... the worst <laughs> yeah 
yeah no it's 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 toasty Florida too it's hot mm-hmm. that's so crazy how has it been for the dogs in South Carolina oh it's it's been um amazing um this summer is toasty but right now we are currently taking walks we're back to like two three walks a day we bought a house with a backyard right thinking they're gonna run they're gonna play no they just sit on the deck so we still walk them because you know if you don't walk you don't give them up they're gonna turn into big potatoes so we walk them twice a day but the weather has been amazing I actually just took Chewy yesterday on a walk and usually we don't even make it to like the end of the road and he's huffing and puffing nor and yesterday he was just sitting there like happy like let's keep going so I kept going with him and he was great so the weather has been really good here and they enjoy it but with Chewy having IVD I have noticed the colder weather does bother his back so I'm gonna have to invest in a nice jacket for him this fall this winter to help with that or maybe that's a new product that you need ah! to make yes! a jacket. Okay, I'm just going to throw it out go. there. I can help you with all of the products and yes, figure out what's needed. <laughs> let's keep adding, baby. Let's go get the warehouse going. Exactly. I think a fleece situation will be, <laughs> will be needed. So. Oh, yeah. No, that's a great idea. When it, that happens, I have to tag you and say, oh, Tina told me to do this. <laughs> That'd be so fun. So Mm -hmm. speaking of Chewy before, can you tell us about Chewy and your relationship? Oh my gosh, we're obsessed with each other. Like, I know it's not just me obsessed with him. He's obsessed with me too. It's like this weird, crazy bond that I've never had with an animal. My husband says it's like having a biblical cord. We're just like attached. If I'm separate from him, I feel sad. It's so funny. For instance, I took him out of the room so I could do the podcast with you. And I, the whole time I've been thinking, oh my gosh, I hope he's not mad at me. You know, <laughs> I hope Joey's not mad at me, but um, it's a bond that I really can't explain. Like, I love that dog. I would take the pain for him with anything. But yeah, we're attached to the hip. And he's literally like my soul dog. I don't know if people believe in that, but he is my soul dog for sure. And I, I'm sure you feel the same way. You know, I do. I am always happy to hear people as obsessed with their animal as me and also feel that spiritual connection. This is why I created this podcast because I feel this deepest relationship I've ever felt with anything in my life. I work in the health field now and Mm -hmm. I still think that the most medicinal thing that has been the most helpful for me personally has been Winnie's love for me. Yes. has been such a catalyst to other helpful things. At the same time, I think that I'm not telling everyone that they should have a dog, but I think that people can have this connection to something that is that medicinal. And for me, it is my Frenchie and it is like my relationship with Winnie and Chloe. And it's really beautiful to hear it from you and see the same kind of bond. It is this emotional thing, being able to listen to somebody else who you know that they feel exactly the way that you do. It's amazing. So to piggyback off of that, I mean, when I was flying, right? It was hard for me to make friends outside because I'm living in Miami. I don't know anyone because I'm gone four or five days out of the week, right? So who do I have? I have my boyfriend who is great, but he can only take so much Toshi time. Like he can only handle me for so much. And then I have Chewy that literally looks at me like, mom, give me all your time. I want you. 
And that love is just unconditional. And I'm like, okay, there has to be other people out there that are just obsessed with them. <laughs> I'm literally telling my husband yesterday when he was following me everywhere. And I was just like, Winnie, you're the love of my life. And Brian was like, what about me? I'm sorry, but Brian, Winnie, he's loving me so hard. I'm like, no man will ever love me this hard. Oh my, literally, please. My husband, he 100%, he would say the same exact thing. Chewie lays on my husband's pillow every night before he comes to bed, just to much, pretty much be like, I'm mom's babe. Like, haha. <laughs> you know, like they, they know, they know. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I can't wait for your husband to hear this and be like, great. <laughs> He's probably listening to me right now. He's probably going crazy because Chewie's probably crying to come up here with me. <laughs> He's like, please take him. <laughs> so Chewie has recently been recovering from surgery for IVDD. Mm. How is he doing now? Oh, Chewy boy. It's been a blessing, but Chewy has post-surgery made a full recovery, which I didn't know how that was going to go because, you know, same with the doctors. They're like, there's a 50-50 chance after surgery, which way it's going to go. So it was obviously a chance that we were willing to take, but he made a full recovery now. This is something that he will struggle his entire life. Like he has his good days and he has his bad days. And um, we just learn to manage his bad days, like what we can do for him, what he needs. But overall, he has been living a happy, normal life. Like I said, he has his bad days, but he has made strides since surgery. And he's actually coming up on one year since his surgery November 1st will be one year since he had his surgery and so I'm just thankful he's still here with us because that was such a trying time last year with him I was I was a different person at that time I was like an emotional wreck I was depressed I was sad I didn't talk to people but it was hard to manage my business at that time because that was the last thing on my mind oh my goodness I'm getting emotional um but my my main focus was Chewy and if he was going to be here tomorrow. But, um, you know, I was so thankful he was blessed with more time. Um, and so he's he's doing great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm oh, nice. sorry. I'm like, <laughs> I'm taking you on a roller coaster, I feel like. Oh, uh, my gosh. Uh, I know you know what I'm talking about because yeah. I, know, I know you've been through, like, you know, a similar experience. So, um, and you understand those feelings and where they come from. So, but yeah, yeah he's he's doing amazing. And I'm really thankful for that. Um, and, you know, thankful for more time with him. So I think <laughs> it's so hard to love someone so much. And when you've never experienced a love like that, and then they're going through something and you don't want them to be going through anything, it is, it's out of your control and all you can do is love them through it. There's nothing worse than seeing like your little heartbeat. Like it is part of you. It, it's really hard to cope. I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is Winnie was going through IVDD last year. He had a flare up the same mm -hmm. time we took Chloe to the neurologist and she was diagnosed. And at the same time, they were both having health issues and unwell. Mm -hmm. And it was so devastating that these two little beings, their health, they were having these struggles. And so I really just put my life on hold mm -hmm. and focused in. And I think that this 
podcast talking to other people who love their animals and understand that bond is so healing for me because it makes me feel understood and less alone. And the things that people say, I interviewed somebody who wrote a book about grief. And I think for me, that was another thing that I needed to read at the right time and made such a difference. And so I think that every single interview I've done, I've gotten so much out of it. But I'm so happy that you're on the podcast and that people have said yes to me because (laughs) I don't know if you realize how much this does for me Mm. too, as far as being able to talk with other people who just have that same like love and um, bond. So I really appreciate it. And I'm so happy that Chewy is okay. And he's on the up and of course, continuing to send you and Chewy all of our love and good energy that he just continues to be in good health. Well, I really appreciate that. And honestly, at that time, I, I don't know if I would have been able to get mentally through it without this community, because like you said, and what you dealt with as well, there's a lot of people out there that have been through the same thing with the, the Frenchie breed. And I obviously at the time, I didn't know what this was this disease. I had no idea. So this community is amazing and very understanding because <laughs> they're just obsessed as we are <laughs> with our dogs. So they, you know, they get it. They love them as hard as we do. Where, you know, some outside people probably think I'm a little crazy for not going on my honeymoon and like being here to take care of my dog and sleep on the floor with my dog for three months. To me, it was worth, I would do it again. I would do it all over again. So this community has been really amazing and encouraging and I'm very thankful. And I also am thankful for you having me here because I know this is time out of your day and to just show and highlight small businesses and us and Chewy, I think that's amazing. So I appreciate you. Thank you there's so much with IVDD and going through all of that. And with the delaying of your honeymoon, yeah, they're here for such a short period of time that it doesn't matter in the long run. You'll look back and like you said, you'll never regret that decision. You'll mm-hmm. like regret going somewhere. Montana will be there. So <laughs> yeah, this little soul won't be. So you exactly. have to do what needs to be done. So exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, So speaking of the things that we learn from our animals, what life or business lessons has Chewy taught you? Chewy has taught me that as I love Frenchie friends with everything in me, I give it a hundred percent, but he's taught me that there is life and love and happiness outside of being a small business owner too, that me not doing Frenchie friends seven days a week doesn't mean I don't love it, but it's important to give your time and energy to other things that you love and other things that are important to you. Family time, mental health, time for yourself, time with your babies. There would be points I would look at Chewy and he's like, mom, it's three o'clock in the morning. Obviously he, I, I'm hearing him talk this to me. It's three o'clock in the morning. It's my bedtime. Spend time with me and <laughs> hang out with me, mom. So he's taught me that there's things outside of running a business that are important and showing up for the, your circle for your fur babies and yourself taking time for yourself. Um, so yeah, he's taught me a lot of good things. <laughs> I love that. So how has the business evolved over time with new products, collections, and relationships? Um, it's definitely evolved. <laughs> As you've seen, um, 
I, I I'm just so thankful. I, again, like, I don't know how to say it any other way. I just did not, I did not ever think that it would be what it is right now. Um, and I hope that it just continues to grow and evolve, but I also hope that, you know, as it grows that I'm able to still keep my close relationships with my customers and, um, it still stay and remain a small family community. And that's the only thing I, I ever fear is that it, if it ever did get, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger, like holding that and keeping that sacred, that community. So, um, but it's, it's been amazing. It's honestly been light. It's been life changing. So, um, I'm just here on the ride. I always say chewy. I literally just, I just do what chewy tells me to do. <laughs> Whatever he says is what I do. And he, my husband makes a joke and he's like, chewy's accepting donations today. And because he doesn't, he just doesn't do any of the work. He just takes the donations and mom takes care of them. <laughs> That's too funny. I feel like he kind of pays his way because the whole business centers around him and mm -hmm. he's essentially the boss. So I feel that he does pay for everything. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. People are like, oh, until your dog pays the rent. I'm like, well, he kind of does. <laughs> so what does the day-to-day -day look like now? Um. So a day-to-day -day is really kind of split between content and fulfilling orders. So normally I start off with my content because that's normally when the lighting's good. That's the only thing I don't have. I have a nice workspace, but my lighting is actually really bad. Like I, it's really dark in here, believe it or not. So I try to do my filming and my content in the morning. And then after that, I start to fulfill orders until my husband comes, like I sometimes I work past five and he's like, okay, you're done. Like cut, time to cut off. Cause I'll just keep going, go, go, go. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of a mixture between creating content. They say to film everything, which I try to do my best. Obviously some days are easier than others. And then, um, processing orders. And I used to go to the post office probably like twice a week. And I'm at a point where I go almost every day. Like wow. every day I have a load to take. So I usually leave around four, four thirty to go make the post office right before it closes. So that's kind of oh, and if I can squeeze a coffee in there, that's great too. <laughs> that's too funny. So do you know what you're gonna post or what content you're gonna create for the day? Or is that based on what you're creating? Um it, it goes both ways. So sometimes I try to break it up into like pack orders with me, me behind the scenes making an item. And I, I try to still throw in like, even if it's not product related, like videos of me and Chewy. So people know who's making this stuff, who, who's making the products. But I try to mix it between and rotate it with those things. But sometimes I film content or take pictures that I wasn't even prepared to do. And that's the post. So it can, it can go either way, honestly. Nice. And are you doing a Thanksgiving collection? Because I have I a sweatshirt from your Thanksgiving collection. Yeah. Uh, so before this podcast, I was finalizing the designs, which I hope I'll have them done by tomorrow. So I'm going to do Thanksgiving and Christmas together. And oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to launch them together. And the reason why I'm doing it is because Thanksgiving and Christmas are so close together that I would hate to 
do my customers a disservice by having them buy Thanksgiving and then two weeks later, oh, like pay another shipping fee and buy Christmas. Right. So they can get it all in one if, 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 if that's what they choose to do. Or they can still come back and order Christmas later on if they want. So that's the decision I came up with and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I'm sweating right now for you. Because I'm thinking it's already... October and Thanksgiving is soon and yeah that's crazy that's a lot I feel like oh yeah it's like honestly it usually doesn't give me a lot of anxiety but this year Frenchie Friends has just grown so much this year that creating time for collections has been hard this year just sitting down and finding time to create the collection um so to make it easier for myself and for everybody else. I'm just going to do them together. Um, wow. So some of the previous year's designs, new designs for Thanksgiving and Christmas, do you mix it or is it brand new? Um, since we have more new faces here, I'm going to definitely bring back two designs from last year, the successful ones, and I'm going to do one new design. Um okay just for the people that have been around and they're like, okay, well I have these, you know? So I, I try, if I bring back designs, I try to make at least one new one for the people that have been around so they can also still be a part of our launches. <laughs> Is the holiday season your busiest time of year? Normally, yes. This year, the entire year has been kind of crazy. It's been very busy for 2023. Um, but normally it's usually just like the holiday season. But this year, I pro- St. Patrick's Day was crazy. Like St. Patrick's Day, I've never had, never. Like usually St. Patrick's Day, if we're being honest, is a flop for me. Like I just do it. But it's all this year, we did like one design, three different colors. And I pro- I was busy for weeks. Um, what was else? Uh, Valentine's Day was busy. Uh, Easter was busy. Summer, I will say summer was probably my slower. Like I did have more time in between because summer's so long, but then fall and then Halloween. And so it's been a really busy year. So just finding time for content has been huge. I wouldn't change it though. I, I'm really thankful for it that it's been busy. I'd rather it be this. Um, so yeah, that's incredible. Do you ever feel that you would want to hire someone or get help? So this has actually been a conversation for a while. My husband and I have been going back and forth because I know I can't do this by myself for much longer. Um, Not saying I can't be superwoman, but it's not healthy to put this load on myself all the time. Um, It's been a little overwhelming. So I don't know if I'm going to venture out into like having someone else put my designs on shirts or if we're going to try to hire a helping hand and see how it goes. But it's definitely a discussion of adding to the team or outsourcing. Um, So it blows my mind because you always, you just want someone to love your business as much as you and put as much into it as you do. And so that's what's scary for me is just hoping to find someone that be willing to do that. So yeah, <laughs> so okay, I, ha- I haven't yeah. decided what, which way we're going yet. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. I think in three years to be able to get to that point and you'll definitely find someone who will love the brand. <laughs> but of course, 
Chewie's there to be a QC check and make sure that everything's yes. going out to his liking. So I have yes. no doubt that everything will still be okay. Yes, he he definitely still has to approve the process 100%. <laughs> so can you share some of your favorite products, collections and bestsellers? Yes. So my bestseller this year was the custom French Bulldog embroidered cruise. So I got to a point where I really wasn't able to do a lot of customization anymore just because of time. So I wanted to put something out there that I could still customize, but still Frenchy friends. So I put a chart of French Bulldogs and you can select which one looks closer to your Frenchie. And those took off. Like I, I put them out in summer when it was too hot for them. And those have been doing amazing. And then... The other thing that did amazing, which this one I was not expecting, was the blankets. I can't even keep blankets in stock. It's insane. And I was not expecting the blankets. And as far as what is my favorite to make, I'm really loving and very passionate about embroidery right now. Anything that I can embroider. And people think it's just, you know, just putting the design in the machine. It's so much more than that. There's such a process, you know, you have to create your design, you have to draw it, then you have to put it in a software and build that design into stitches. You have to put make yes. it into stitches, and then you have to embroider it. And sometimes the machine doesn't always like you. So you have to learn how to listen, hear the machine, you know, um, learn your machine. But I love it. It's like an art in its own way. And I'm really enjoying it. So that's been my favorite so far. Wow. I'm waiting for my Halloween purchases, which is the embroidered hat and sweatshirt. I'm yes! super excited. I know. Yes. I love it. I hope you love it. I'm sure I will. It's yeah. I think that's my most favorite design so far that you've made. It's yes. so cool. I saw a video you posted with the machine getting stuck and then you had this tool that you were able to scrape it off and it basically saved the hat. And I was yeah so impressed by this process. And I was thinking, like you said, that it's easier than it is. And so you just put it in the machine, but it, you're watching, you're standing there making sure that everything is okay. And you don't want to damage that specific product. And it's a whole thing. And the fact that you have so much of that, I'm <laughs> like, I don't know how she's doing all of these things. It's crazy. I appreciate it. We actually added a second embroidery machine um, wow. in July, like right around my husband's birthday. That's how I remember I gifted myself a new, and that has been a game changer because one machine's great, but when I added the second one, it definitely took a load off of me. Um, so it, it's been nice having two machines, but yeah, that, that video you're talking about, that's how it, my, my morning started. And I was so frustrated and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, and that's content I was not planning that day. I was like, you know what? I want people to see this. I want them to know the bad part of this and that it's not as easy. And so I just videoed the content um, and that's how that started. But yeah, it, I, the thread got stuck in there. Um, I didn't put enough oil in the machine. The needle needed to be replaced. Like it was like a whole thing. There were several things wrong on that morning. <laughs> I also loved the hot Frenchie summer ba tote bags that you made. So I had that at Chloe's hot girl summer birthday uh, for Winnie's wild wine. You drew stickers of Winnie in the costume yes, for him. I remember that. 
such good things like his bandana. There's so many things that I've gotten from you that I'm just obsessed with that people are like, where did you get this? I'm like, she's the best. She that is amazing. Is such amazing I thing. appreciate it. <laughs> so what are some of the biggest challenges as you've continued to grow the business? Um, I think my biggest challenges at the moment are just, I, some we discussed already, like finding more time and what's the next move for Frenchie friends, you know, like we're at this place that we're growing, but um, just figuring out, okay, what direction do we want to go? Do we want to add someone on? Do we want to outsource? Do we want to make more room to have inventory available to us? Um, my husband even mentioned a warehouse. I'm not there yet for a warehouse, but I think the biggest thing at this moment is in the new year, trying to figure out what is next as Frenchie friends grows good problems to have yeah and I I I hate it for it sound like um you know problem because it's not it's not a problem these are good things so I I am thankful it's just you know like I said I never thought I would be in this position like running a business so there's still things I don't know and still things that I'm learning day by day and trying to figure out and navigate because I will be real I do not have it all together (laughs) uh but it's been a good journey so I, I can't complain at all Love it. You're so into every part of the process. So we talked about how many skills you have, but you're designing the packaging, you're designing <laughs> cards that go inside, you're doing all of the content stuff, you're creating the collections, you're putting all of the designs in all of the machines, you're fulfilling the orders, you're mailing them out. So there's so many aspects of the entrepreneurship process and what you're doing. Do you love it all? I love owning my own business. I would say my favorite part, I love creating content. I love designing. But if I had to pick a least favorite would be the business side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband actually has a business and marketing degree. So he doesn't show his face, but he is the one to get on the computer, look at the numbers, look at the charts, look at the analytics, all that, which is amazing. Um, but that's a side. It's not my favorite. Do I have to know it and figure it out? Yes. That's part of running a business. But if I could literally just draw all day, create content, that's my favorite part. That's the part I love that I enjoy that when it comes to the business side, I'm like, Oh man, I have to do this. Like every month I have to sit down and do my South Carolina taxes for my day. I'm like, Oh great. Like I don't enjoy that. It's not fun, but you know, things I have to do because it's part of owning a business. So That's really interesting, but great that you have that balance with your husband. And hopefully as you continue to grow, you can completely outsource that where you are just doing all of the things that light you up. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. And that's what I want to do. I really want to going into the new year after this season, focus on new designs and creativity. And like you said, outsource the business side potentially, or my husband take it over or something and focus on the things that I know I'm good at. That I actually enjoy the things that make me happy. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever think about retail, having your products in retail spaces? <sighs> this is a tough one. This is so hard. And I don't know if this is a mental block for me. And it may be, but at the end of the day, I sell a product that only caters to one breed. So Mm -hmm. it's very selective of what I could bring to a pet store or retail, you know, 
most people coming in the pet store, it's not just French Bulldogs, it's this and that. And a lot of people want items that cater to all breeds. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I know that I created a niche that makes up even going to markets. I did a lot less markets this year and did more online because I really have to put myself in front of a client base that caters around the French Bulldogs because that's what I'm selling. So I really don't know if the opportunity presented itself and they were really passionate about having French Bulldog items in their shop. I would very much be open to it a hundred percent. But I think it's a lot, it's hard for a lot of business owners to make it very selective of just one breed in their shop. So I don't know if it's more of a mental thing, but that the opportunity hasn't really presented itself, but I'm not opposed to it. So interesting. I didn't even think about that. You are breed specific. Yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting. Yeah. That's why the Miami meetups were amazing because all there's only Frenchies there. And so I'm actually currently trying to get plugged into a meetup here in Charleston in South Carolina. And maybe that would be an outlet for me. Their next meetup is in October. And of course I'm going to be gone. It's our one year anniversary. So we're going to go do something, but maybe in November. So I'll have to keep you posted about that, but that would be awesome to get plugged into the Frenchie meetup here. Yeah, that would be so interesting. I mean, honestly, connecting with Frenchie meetups nationally, there's some all over. So if you did personalize or custom merch for each of the meetups, that would be incredible. Oh yeah. I would love to have like a, not, not a storefront because you know, one breed, but I would love to like have a car or some kind of vehicle and fill my car up and go travel and be like, okay, I'm here in Chicago at the Frenchie meetup and open my car. And there's all like, I would, something like that would be amazing. So that I'm really open to (laughs) be so cool. Okay. We're going to meet up again next year this time. And I'm going to see all of the things that have happened, a new jacket for this fall, winter. I know you're going to be all over all of these new products. So we kind of already talked about dealing with the pressure of entrepreneurship. It sounds like you've disconnected on the weekends to be able to keep your sanity How do you manage Chewy during the day when the pressure of him and his neediness of your attention, if you have a really busy day? Girl, Chewy, I love him. He is my soul dog. I'm nothing, but that dog is needy, capital N. So right now I'm at a point where it's not hot outside. So what I have to do is I have to walk him. And then he'll come upstairs with me and he'll sleep for a little bit. He'll nap, hang out. And then about lunchtime, he'll tell me like, all right, I'm done. Let's go. And so we go downstairs, I'll eat. And then I have to walk him again. (laughs) I have to walk him. I have to, I have to get him tired because for him to sit in this room while I work, it doesn't exist. Chewy, (laughs) he literally stares at me. He looks into my soul and he'll just stare at me. And I could try to ignore it as much as I want, but I can't. I can feel him watching me from behind. So I have to tire him out. So that's the that's what we're doing right now is walks. Is And I can't leave him downstairs. My husband almost lost his mind the one day I left him down. He said he cried. Like he was shaken. He was just, oh, he literally baby. was distraught that he knew I was upstairs and he was not with me and he couldn't, he, he just couldn't handle it. So Obviously, I don't want to go to that extreme oh either, where gosh. he's like, so, so I, I just have to work around like having schedule. a mental breakdown. <laughs> yes, oh I have to work gosh. around his schedule. It's hard. 
That's so insane. <laughs> As you're saying this, Winnie and Chloe are zooming upstairs and I can hear them <laughs> on the baby like talking about that. Yeah. It's yeah. just mom, mom, mom. When are you going to be done? Mom, mom, mom. <laughs> and it's so funny because like you, I also purchased a house for a backyard thinking that they would play, except we got this house where there's sort of patio thing but it's a high drop and it's Mm -hmm. just enough where it's not mandatory for them to put a railing so they didn't and Mm -hmm. so basically it's terrible it's like Winnie jumping off of a cliff (laughs) you know how they are they just want to run and jump off of things that they're not supposed to so we can't put them in the backyard so we do have to do the walks and again Texas has been so hot this summer that that has been non-existent. So mm-hmm. basically now it's been Frenchy weather where it's cooler, where we yeah. can do the walks again, but you really <laughs> I love do that you have just to call it Frenchy weather. It's Frenchy weather. Like only a Frenchy person would say that <laughs> their summer body is like chunky and more of yes! the potato. Yes! Tech. And then their winter body is really fit and lean because yes. We actually walk them in the winter time because it's so hot. It's too hot. So, and it's bad because I think like me and my husband are adopting that lifestyle too, where like yeah. we also don't go outside now in Texas in the summertime. <laughs> so we're disgusting and we're like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. We'll figure it out when it gets cooler outside. Yeah. yeah. And it's like no motivation. Oh yeah. My vet just told me, oh, you know, he's gained some weight. I'm like, do you not know what time of year it is right now? This is not Frenchy weather. Like he can't, I can't walk him in this heat. He won't, he'll pass out. Like, exactly. It's like, come on, you're a vet. You should know these things. Yeah, you should know he can't walk in this weather. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my gosh. So are there still times that you question whether or not to continue? And when did you know for sure that this would work? I... To answer this 100% honest, I never doubted it. And the reason why I have a one track mind, I've always been this way. Like my husband's like, I can't say anything to you because like you tunnel in and that's all you think about and you just do it. I've always been that way. So once I made my mind up, that was it. And if it failed, it failed, you know, if that were to happen, but in my mind, I'm going to give a hundred percent I'm tunneled in and this is just what I'm going to do. So there was never a plan B, a plan C, um, but if it did fail, it failed. But yeah, I just gave it all of me and I was just, you know, blown away that it, it did well. And I'm really thankful for that, but yeah. And obviously like in my head, I still have it. I don't have a plan B or C in my head. I know that's crazy. And I know, you know, you should always have a plan B and plan C, but for me, this is it like a hundred percent Frenchie friends for life, for life, you know? <laughs> love that and I think hopefully three years in you were able to celebrate that and confirm that you're on the right track with buying this new machine being able to celebrate the three years and Mm -hmm. that you're having issues of just growing meaning you're trying to fulfill all of the things that are coming to you in a good way like all of the Mm -hmm. orders is actually more than one person can handle probably so that's incredible I hope you recognize that all of your hard work and everything in that tunnel vision is amazing and it has gotten you where you are and I think that every person that I've spoken to that's so passionate about their brand and determined about it I think sometimes it's good not to have a plan b or c and really trust your instincts you're willing to work 24 7 on something that's 
says a lot because most people who are getting paid a lot of money or in these like crazy jobs, they would prefer not to. They wouldn't yeah. they wouldn't want to work 24-7 yeah. on something. Yeah. And you're willingly doing it and trusting your gut and also building an incredible community. I think mm-hmm. again, that says so much about you. And I'm so happy for you. I really appreciate that because I know a lot of this has sound like it's been all rainbows and butter, but of course there have been, you know, trying, trying times, but the positives have definitely outweighed the negatives in my opinion. And again, it all comes back to my customers and the amazing community because we would not be here three years later if it wasn't for the community. So, um, Thank you. And I appreciate that. And I keep saying that to you because you are a part of the community. (laughs) So I appreciate that. And I thank you as well from being here from the beginning. Like if you were here during my flight attendant days, you've been here for, you've been here for a while. (laughs) I've loved supporting you. I'm so amazed and impressed by all of the things that you're accomplishing. I mean, you've figured out so much that sometimes people will give up or be discouraged because they don't know how to do something or they Mm -hmm. won't figure it out. And you haven't known how to do things. And you're like, I'm just going to do it and figure it out and keep creating new things. And I think that's so incredible. The sky's the limit for you. Really, there's nothing in your way. I think it's just whatever direction you want to go in, you'll be able to do that. So I'm super excited to see where your creativity continues to lead you. Well, I appreciate that. And I hope a year from now, we're back here because what in October you bought the Frenchie shirt and then in October we're doing the podcast. So maybe in a year from now, we'll be having a conversation about a whole new direction. For sure. Definitely. So with that being said, can you share a proud Frenchie Friends brand moment or a moment that made you feel really fulfilled and like you're on the right path? Um, okay. So I probably have two to share. Um, one is... Lately, I've been getting the repost of people receiving their products and just the reviews on the products and writing reviews. And I know that sounds so generic and so little, but it literally makes my day. And some people don't even repost. There's some people that just don't use technology, but they will take time out of their day and they'll message me. I did not believe that, you know, my product was going to be this high quality or this and that. And it's just taking time out of their day to write the nicest comment, to send me a picture. Like, I love this. I loved the note that you wrote. I love the packaging. And that stuff still, like, I know it's been three years, but it still touches my heart. It still overwhelms me. And it means so much to me. And it doesn't matter if it's a first-time customer or if it's someone that has been ordering from my shop over and over again. Like, the fact that someone's still here three years later and still taking the time out of their day to write me a review or just share, like, I got this. And I love it. Like it means so much to me. Um, And then the other one, um, this one's just recently. So, you know, my packaging, like if Frenchie friends, like it has my Frenchie branding on it. And I walked into UPS and um, the lady, I was wearing a Frenchie friend shirt and the lady was like, Oh my God, your Frenchie friends brand. And I was like, how do you know? She's like, cause you're packaging. She's like, I was wondering whose packaging this was. I keep seeing with all these cute French bulldogs and she knew it because the brand in from the packaging to the brand into my shirt. And it was like just this moment because you think putting effort into these little things like packaging, you're like, you know, 
people aren't going to notice, but they do, they do. And you know, they do, and they appreciate the small things. And so that was another moment for me that was recent. I came home and I told my husband, I was like, Oh my God, someone knew who I was by my packaging. And it meant a lot to me. So, you know, the small things like that, and you know, just people sharing Frenchie friends, leaving reviews. It's not always a purchase. I've had people message me like, Hey, I've been following your shop for this long and I haven't purchased, but I love you. Like that means more than they could ever know. So, um, so yeah, (laughs) I love that. I feel like I go on long tangents and I'm like, okay, bring it back, bring it back. (laughs) No, having that brand recognition, like you said, you pay so much attention to, the packaging to your drawing, the way that you specifically draw French Bulldog, it is your signature. It is building the brand recognition. That's incredible. It's so funny because I've thought about like drawing different types of French Bulldogs, right? But then it takes away from my brand recognition. So that's why this year you've really just seen me stick to that style because I never in a million years, I never thought like that way of drawing a French bulldog was going to become brand recognition. Like those are business things that I wasn't thinking at that time. I'm slowly trying to get into that mindset, but just like little things like that. It's mind blown. When she said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I guess it is like my brand and my blood. <laughs> Love that. That's so funny. I also think that it is important to remember that, like you said, when supporting small businesses, it's not just purchasing the products. There's so many ways that you can really support a small business. Sharing things that's so meaningful, leaving a review, leaving like a rating. Those little things are so important when you are building something or following you or just like liking a photo because in this day and age, it's so uncomfortable to be out there selling yourself like that, but just sharing something that you love with other people is -hmm. actually huge. I remember this person shared my podcast as their top five that they're listening to these days. And I remember being like, I love you. Yeah, (laughs) that means everything. I think that having other people who appreciate and like your podcast, your products, they're sharing it with other people. That's organic growth. That's what we're talking about to find you in this organic yes. way that makes sense. Because if this person likes you, then this other person will probably like yes. their friends. You know, I think that it's really important to support people in that way, especially small businesses who don't have the time or budget to be advertising or this understanding of algorithms and all of these complex (laughs) marketing things. It really helps to take off the pressure of that. Remember these little ways that you can help small businesses and keep moving people forward. So thank you for sharing that. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, it's more than just a purchase for sure. What are you excited about right now? I'm excited about... I'm working on some new things and it's not designing, which that's usually what I'm really excited about, but I'm working on a new item. It it has to do with an embroidered item. I'm really excited about that. Also, one I'll go into a little bit more detail is I have been getting a lot more requests for youth items like toddler, kids, infants. So I have thought about kind of dabbling into that area and that excites me that you know, Frenchie Friends has grown that we don't only have like adult human Frenchie lovers. We have kids, we have 
babies that love their Frenchies. That's amazing. When I was little, I didn't even know what a Frenchie is. And now we have kids that are like five years old and they're obsessed with French Bulldogs. I mean, to me, that's amazing. I, I love that. <laughs> I love this new Frenchie generation, like loving generation. So I think that's cool. And I'm excited about that and being able to bring content and merchandise to them as well. I don't have anything set in stone exactly, but that is something that I'm working on and up and coming. I love that. If I ever had a baby, they would for sure need French Bulldog merch, obviously. We would need to have Winnie and Chloe in the picture with this baby with all Frenchie friends gear on. So that's for sure. That's love right there. I love that. Exactly. They need to be ride or die Frenchie. That's it. Yeah, that's what they need to be ride ride or die. There's no other way. (laughs) Exactly. So how can we support you and your work? You can support Frankie Friends and our work. Honestly, it doesn't have to be by a purchase, but just joining our community, following us, whether you like us on social media or if you don't have a Frenchie, that's okay. You can share us with a friend that does. Um, I bet there's so many people, they're like, I don't have a Frenchie, but my friend, you know, someone I know has a Frenchie, just word of mouth. But yeah, if you follow us, like us, just check out our content, share with a friend. Those are the biggest ways that you can uh, support our small business. I love that. And also, I just want to say sending messages of support are also really amazing too. When, when I first found you, I told you how much I love you. And I was shocked that you responded because again, I thought you had it together. So I no, thought you were a huge deal. And I was like, wow, she's responding to me. And I was just oh. telling you how much I loved your stuff and the products that I got and things like that. And again, I think even you could be having a hard day. Entrepreneurship has its ups and downs. There are hard days, even if it's going well one day, there's still a lot of uncertainty for small businesses and it's still pretty stressful. So if there's a moment that something comes to your heart or mind and you're like, oh, I really love this person. It just comes up to say something. Definitely direct message somebody to tell them that they're doing a great job or you're noticing or whatever, because I think that small business people, you don't have a boss per se. You have a lot of customers who are these bosses, but you want to have a positive (laughs) boss feedback or just somebody to lift you up. I think that's so important. So I just want to throw that out there for people to just remember that those things really matter and make such a huge difference and kind of help continue to build the spirit of entrepreneurs and push people forward. And it's so important. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because last week, not every day, but last week, I sent a package out and one of the shirts had a a hole in it, in the armpit, you know, just in a place that, and I'm like, man, how did I miss that? How, you know, I messed up. Um, Even if it doesn't happen all the time, when it happens, you still like, you get upset with yourself. And that same day I got a message from someone just receiving their order same day and just how much they loved their order and their package and like, thank you. And it does. I went from being so upset with myself and like, how did I miss that? And get a new product in to send it out and to, oh my goodness, like I messed up. I'm human. Just like forgiving yourself. And that person that took the time to message me really made my day and made me change my focus and give me good energy. (laughs) Another thing to point out too, is just People are human. These small businesses, they want to make you happy. And so if there is something that happens, just reaching out, 
in a yeah. nice, respectful way. Yes. And just oh, 100%, 100%. kindness yes. goes so far. Just remember why you bought in the first place yes. to then just know that the person for sure wants to make it right with you and yes. continue the relationship. It's not just this transactional thing when it's a small business. It is this relationship. And I'm sure that you want to have the opportunity to continue the relationship with this person. And it's, 100%. you know, so. Yeah, no, a hundred, you know, not just me, all small businesses, we do our best to make sure everything looks good. It's perfect every time, but we are human. We mess up and anything ever happens to your package or something comes damaged or it's wrong message us. And nine times out of 10, it's going to get taken care of immediately. But yeah, just be kind. We are human. We make mistakes like anybody else. But yeah. Well, I could talk to you forever, Natasha. <laughs> you are so amazing. I love Frenchie Friends. You, Chewy. I'm just so glad that Chewy is on the up right now and that you're doing so well. It's so impressive. Everything that you've got going on and what you've been able to accomplish. It's been so wonderful to see. And I literally cannot wait to see where you are next year. So I'm going to continue to support you and thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you, Tina. And uh, mark your calendar for October of next year. Now put me in the books because I know by next year, you're going to be huge. And everyone's <laughs> going to be on, want to be on your podcast. And then I'll be like, wait, you remember me? <laughs> yeah, you right. Remember? You'll be forever a VIP. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. If you want to continue the conversation, be sure to subscribe to my newsletter. The link is in the show notes. Here's a quick reminder to subscribe to this podcast. You can be the first to know when new episodes drop. All you need to do is open your favorite listening app, search for mother of dogs and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll see you back here every other Sunday for a new episode.